I want to see if this is going to work better. So that I can do something else. And he said unto them, follow me. For I will make you, and I will make you fishers of men. And the street will lift their net and followed him. And going from thence, he saw other brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Hallelujah. It's Thursday, so I'm reading with slow voice. This was the command of Jesus when he started selecting his disciples. We are looking at followership or discipleship. The word followership is the other word for the word discipleship. The greatest quest and call of Jesus, of our Lord, of us unto him, is to follow him. Are you here with me? And the question is, what does it mean to be following Jesus? If I have the time to take it more or less like a class, or look at it, the facets, the precepts, the disciplines of followership. You see, all Christians, for all that matter, all believers are followers. We agree. But who is a follower? But let's, it suffice to also say that not every Christian is a follower of Christ. But all true believers are followers of Christ. So who is a follower? Who is a follower? So to speak the word. If my tree is right. Who is a follower of Christ? You see, this was Jesus walking at the sea and he saw some persons and he asked them, leave everything you are doing and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. The Bible said, immediately they left their net and they followed him. What are you seeing there? Followership, I've not gotten there, but following somebody demand sacrifices. To follow somebody demand sacrifices. To follow somebody demands self-denial. Are To follow somebody, Uncle Francis, demands that you sacrifice your pleasure, your will, your wish. Followership. I'm going to teach on this throughout the days, throughout the months, in the evenings. I wanted us to take it on Sunday, but we'll take it in the evenings. Because... I've always told you that I will regret and be very much answerable to God if 
after all is being said and done, you die a member of this church, either in this branch, in this town, being our foundation stone, or else whether we will find our ways growing. Or I sought to speak to have pastored you for the next 20 years. You die in my arms and I bury you. Then you get to heaven on your day of judgment. And by the grace or by any mistake, you don't make heaven. I'll be questioned because Bible said, Take it unto them that watch rough over you, for they are accountable unto God. So I am accountable to God to what happens to you. Let me tell you, there are two set of people that follow Jesus. But not all these two people receive all the benefits of God from him. Some followed him for the miracles he did. There were greater multitudes that followed the Lord. 5,000, 7,000, 12,000, and a multitude you can think about. But the question is, how many of them made sacrifices? Not all of them made sacrifices. But Jesus was calling just a few men to follow him. And he was saying, come after me. Once upon a time, he was calling somebody that follow me. And a man came and said, behold, my father and my mother is dead. Let me go and bury them and come. He said, no. Let the dead bury their dead. For if you want to go and bury the dead and come, you are not worthy of my calling. Hallelujah. Who is a follower? It is the one of the greatest commands and calls that we have as believers. One of the greatest commands and calls that we have as believers is to follow Follow, following. If like you and I are walking on the street and I so claim to be following you, then I must be very conscious of your footsteps, two of us. I must be very conscious of whatever you do. It means there are disciplines you will give. It means there are instructions you will give. And as a matter of fact, Followership is like apprenticeship. <laughs> I mean, and any apprentice who is not ready to follow the instructions or obey the instructions of the master is not worthy to learn the trade and the disciplines of the master. So therefore, can never graduate to be like the master. It is only the instance where the apprentice is ever ready to follow the instructions, obey the instructions, take the precepts of the master, that he can say that I've become like my master. You see, I'll preach on Sunday, he that believeth. One of the greatest scriptures are found in the Bible as a foundation to everything that the Christian sees in his life is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. It's the foundation of every other thing so-called believing, or Christianity. If what you have so believed in Christ, you have not so therefore believed in Christ, then there is a problem. How did it happen? It happens in a different ways. We're going to talk about that. But you see, this is a precept and a doctrine that discipleship is missing in the church today. That 
a lot of Christians or believers so to think that Christianity is like a fanfare or a jungle game. No. It's not a jungle game. It's not a call to a place where you have your will maintained and he has his will in himself. You see, whenever there is one thing that combines an apprentice and a master and what so therefore binds them is the rule that the disciple or the apprentice is following and obeying the instructions of the master. When Jesus had called Zebedee, the, the, the sons of Zebedee and had called got into Galilee and saw Andrew and said follow me it was not just talking about get out walk after me, no you see, when we are walking at the station or the aisle or on the street, I may be behind you but probably I'm not following you did you get it? I may be behind you, we are walking but I'm not following you but when I'm behind you and I'm following you, it means that at that moment, myself refuses to exist. My existence is dependent on the one that is ahead of me. Are you with me? So, a follower is basically, for me, my conclusion is like somebody who has, is ready to put himself down and follow the master or follow the instructions and the disciplines of the master unto a leader that only the master can tell but the question is how many Christians today are true followers of Christ come unto me he said all ye who labor and a heavenly lady, and I will give you rest. Search me, and you shall find me, he said. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. How many are followers? You see, I said there are two crowds, two kinds of people that followed Christ. Those who came for the miracle. They came for the miracle, they enjoyed the bread, they took it for a season, they walked away, and it's like, after a while, everything between them, their relationship with Christ, had ceased. Do you agree? So Jesus said, you are not following me because of the words that I've spoken unto you. But you are following me because of the bread you have eaten. But even if the words that I have spoken unto you that has held you like a magnet unto me, then in other words, there is a reformation and a transformation of your lives because in apprenticeship there must be a transformation unto goodness. Whenever you are an apprentice of somebody a master, it means that there are certain things in you that the master is correcting. There is never a relationship or a followership or a discipleship Without correction, without discipline, without sacrifice, without, without the things you can think about. Are you with me? Christianity has become so loose. And look, and then we go. When we look at Christianity today, let's be fair to ourselves. 
Today we go to church and the things that are not supposed to be found in the church are found in the church. People wear so many, so nasty stuff. We are appearing as the world is appearing. And we want to come and have entertainment on the altar of God. Play songs, dance the worldly music, do things. And people are today saying I'm a Christian. And there is no sort of discipline. There is no code, credence. There is no code of their life. And you ask them, whom are you following? And they tell you, I'm following Christ. The truth of the matter is, if you are following somebody, it means the person has given you a certain code that you are obeying. But not so the case it, it is. A lot of us are so claiming that I am a follower of Christ. But as a matter of fact, we are followers of ourselves. We are followers. Paul said, Paul had the guts to tell the believers that follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. I want to ask, are you a follower? If you don't be a follower of Christ, you cease to exist. You know what? At the cross, eh? At the cross and at the foot of Jesus, at the place of his salvation, you cease to exist. When I say you cease to exist, it doesn't mean that you are dead. It doesn't make you a lunatic. It doesn't make you a fool in your walk with the Lord. You see, why I'm saying this is that, not that I feel, I know, and I've come to realize that a lot of Christians are mixing it today. Yes, a lot of us are mixing it. You know how we're mixing it? We're mixing it basically because... The Christ, we, have, we have attributed Christian life to materialism, to many other things, which we think when you have imperfection, then you are a Christian. But we forget about this world. We forget about even the life in eternity. We forget about eternity. We forget about a few things. And we are not able to come after God. After the Lord. In the book of Matthew 10 38, he said, He that cometh after me and takes not his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. What did Jesus say? Takes his cross. Take, do you know the cross is saying? Carry your cross. Carry the instructions that he has given there on your cross. the code of ethics that he has given to you to obey them. If you refuse to obey them, you are not worthy of me. Your cross is not a problem to carry. It's your obedience unto the Lord. That is what Jesus demanded. He said, he that cometh after me and takes not his cross and follow me. It means that there are some people who can decide not to take the cross but they will still try to follow him. Did you get it? Did you get it? There are some. They will come after him. And as they are coming after him, they will say, oh, we will not take the cross. But in other words, we will not want to obey so much discipline, so much principles. We, we want to be fair. We want to appear either like or not. And here still, we want to still be called your followers. So they better than Christians. But as a matter of fact, they are not Christians because they are not taking up their cross yet. 
their cross is to sacrifice themselves, take up the principles that I've laid down, let them come and follow me. And the people are saying, that, no, 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 no. Jesus, do you know something? Let me still be myself, but let me still follow you. Jesus said, no, you're not worthy of me. Any moment you are following somebody and the person gives instructions you cannot follow, you can't obey, then it means that there can't be any coherence between you and the person. There will always be conflicts. Are you with me? And you see, I will tell you that for a fact that the greatest discipline that the Lord will require from us is to follow him. Because a lot of us today are not basically or actually following Christ. We are either following somebody, we are either following church, or we are either following somebody. Jesus Christ said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Anybody who is ready to follow somebody has to deny himself. Self-denial. Self-denial. You see, there are times when you're following somebody, you have a will and a wish. But because you are following the person, your wishes and your will are found in the person's wishes and will. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, Who can read it for me? I want to quote it, but I want somebody to read it for Galatians 2.20. You have a Bible. Your spoon is misbehaving. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Uh-huh. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not. I live. I, but Christ lives in me. In other words, I live. Yet though. I am not the one living. It is Christ that lives in me. <laughs> and the life which I now live. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Is that KJV? Yes. Uh-huh. Read on. Who loved me? Who loved me? And gave himself. And gave himself for me. Did you see the earlier part? He said, I am crucified with him. If you are crucified with Christ, why are you not dead? <laughs> that is thing. Isn't it amazing? Let's assume that we are here, then I tell you guys, I'm crucified with Christ, but I'm still here, standing here. But Christ died some million years ago. Do you agree with me? Some plenty thousand years ago. And I said I'm crucified with Christ. It is not to be that I'm dead again. Did you get it? I've buried myself in him. I am no more the one that is living, but he is living. How is it that that he is the one that is living? My will is not by my will, by his will. Paul said, indeed, we find our light. Mm -hmm. In you, we have found our light. (coughs) Are you with me? He that cometh after me and takes up not his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone that is truly following somebody, there will be self-denial. 
Self-denial means that what is pleasant to you, you will not do. The flesh, you can't gratify it. Self-denial simply means that the instructions of your leader are in front of you will not seem pleasant. But since you have decided to follow him, you have no decision that to obey. Because the leader knows better that he's leading somewhere. That is why when you don't believe in somebody, that you don't have any business to with the person. Am I talking to somebody? Are you getting Discipleship. Recently, I saw a young girl learning apprenticeship tailoring or some stress work somewhere. Then, after a few days, I realized that she has changed the shop. She hasn't completed the, the project. Then I asked why. He said, my sister, I am Buame. I understood. I wouldn't want to be there because I have, first of all, made a commitment to one. Then you will tell me that I should cut the thing this way. Well, I know that if I cut it that way, the designer will not get it. Because, excuse me, it will be And Because if I'm with you and I refuse to obey you, you will tell me different things. Do you understand me? So the best for me to do to respect myself and respect you is Aluta is organized. Everybody to his way. demands self-denial. In Christianity, there is a demand for self-denial. Did you get it? I'll preach, I'll teach, so I'll need some days with some people, and I'll teach something from the book of Daniel. Daniel was a man with the three other Hebrew boys sent by God, purposed by God to go into the land of Egypt. Into the land of Nebuchadnezzar. Just to institute the discipline of Christianity in the land. Then, God had given them precepts and disciplines that they should work with. When they got there, they were offered a lot of things, a lot of advantages. But, being somebody that he hadn't forgotten himself, he had to follow the principles of the master. That is what Paul Jesus said. He that is not able to take up his cross and for is not worthy of me. The reason, in other words, if you are not ready to take up your cross, follow the disciplines and the precepts that I've given you, you are not worthy to have me in the full. So there are some of us, God will not be able to manifest to us in the full when we are not ready to take up our cross. Taking the cross is difficult. Are you with me? Taking the cross is difficult. Some of us, God is preparing to use us so mightily. But it's like taking our cross is difficult for us. We are not worthy of Him. God is like God said, He has come to try us. The God says, Can you put away the anger? That pride, can you put it away? Say, God, this is how men know me. Where have I gone? Me, go. You be that? Yeah, yeah. The Jack, God is saying. See, sometimes God can be with the people who he tell you the most. 
Mm. If God is sick, and God is sick, look, I just want to, I just want to use you. But when I look at the whole thing, you can't carry me. Because carrying me means that you are obeying my words. You can't carry me. You are not worthy of me. Take up your arms. In self-denial, to cause self-denial. Self-denial. You can't say with you. Oh, Philip is not in church. Self-denial. Christians today are not able to pam omwechi. <laughs> oh, are we here? To a lot of us, follow me. The self denying is a problem. The self denying is a problem. The self denying is a problem. It's difficult, very, very difficult. So I was talking about Daniel and Cole. Daniel was a grown man, full of himself. And go to the land where he could have just been himself, doing anything he wants to do, go about his own life, play the fool. You want to kill some people? Ah, okay. Play the fool and do anything or anyhow. The way he got there, God had given them precepts. Then they said, Daniel, the Nebuchadnezzar sought for some men that. They are full of wisdom and understanding and we have found that you are one of them. But do you know something? From this moment, we don't want you to eat the food you have been eating anymore. We want to feed you with the king's meal. When he knows that he has been sent on a battle to go and fight. Quickly, that enemy didn't forget himself. He knew that he had to wait upon God. He said, you know something? We will not eat the king's meal. But give us some period. Let's see who will grow lean or who will grow better. For after so many years, they came back and realized, and on so many days, they came back and realized that Daniel and the three other boys were looking even fresher than those who were eating of the king's table. Then everything was surprising. How? Is that the disciplines and the calls that God had given to the guys, when they got there, they didn't see goodies eh? and forgot about the precepts of God. Bible said, when the sons of God saw fair women, they couldn't control themselves and they took them and have children with them. And what happened? They lost their place. Those were angels. Hmm? Nephilim. They are called the Nephilim. They are the genes of a certain man like the genes of Goliath. They are thick and tall. They are the people who brought about the, the, the change of humanity at a point because those people, they are very, they grow very tall and their way of doing things are like that. Ishmaelites, the Nephilim, I'll teach you about the Nephilim. The Nephilim are some way. And when they were growing up, their principles and disciplines were so different. They are the people who started this gayism thing. They are of another race altogether. So God had to say, let me destroy this race. And he got took them away. We are not here today. We are not there today. So when Daniel got there, he remembered the principle the code, the disciplines God had given him. So all Daniel had to do was, it is not about me here. It is about the one who has sent me. Jesus said, I sought not after my own. But I sought after the will. 
he that sent me. That is why he said, I lay down my life myself. I have the power to lay it down and to take it. But I lay it down. Then he said, He that be in the event of God, but thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he was like God. But he didn't think it was wrong for him to go down to become like a slave. Because when he goes there, he, when Jesus came on earth, then he could have told everybody, Listen, my father and myself, we are one. I know everything about him. I don't want to go to the top again. I'll remain here. I'll be your God on earth. Let him be the God of himself in heaven. He was sent to die for us. So he had to obey the cross. So he was worthy of the Father. The Father was like, since you've been able to carry out my precepts, principles and precepts, I can now have my fullness with you be equal with you. Come and stand my right hand. Let's be the same. Follow me, he said. Follow me, we'll cause something like Look, in Christianity, there'll be some times that you want to do certain things. But, there must be something that should hold you back. Am I talking to somebody? There must be something, and that's something that will hold you back. It's what God has said, and not what you want to do. Because if you want to remain in the world and look at the world, you will do it, and not knowing that you're a Christian. Do you get me? Self-denial. Discipline. I'll talk about discipline as a principle of follow. Sacrifice. I'm referencing. Sometimes you have money. I don't know if some of you have been there. You have money power. You want to buy pork meat and eat. You watch the pork meat part. Not at this time. How many of you have gone to a party and people are drinking beer and it's like the way they are sipping the thing that they are doing in their mouth? You may even think they put money inside. They be like, I'm not try this beer and see. But you look at the whole thing and you tell yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I can't wash myself in this dirty water. It is not about me, it's not about him. Follow me. Some of us are not following him. <laughs> We are not following Christ. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me would require self-denial. There were fishermen. Mental nights. But they left it. You see, one thing you must know is that God will call you the way you are. But you can't follow him and continue in fellowship with him the way you are. You have to change. And to change will cause a decision from you yourself. He that is not ready to take up his cross and follow me. When I was reading this the other day, then I was asking myself, hmm, is it that Joseph of Arimathea who was able to see the cross of Christ and carried it and said, no, no. What I have told you to do, when you just do it, it is your cross you are carrying. Who is a follower? A follower, for that matter, is somebody who is ready to deny himself to follow whoever has called him. But you know, a lot of us today are not denying ourselves. Why? A lot of us today are not denying ourselves. 8 11. 
A lot of us, we are not denying ourselves. You see, I'm beginning to get worried. I'm sorry, but miracles, signs and wonders don't move me again. They are not bad. If somebody is sick, the person has to get healed. Are you getting If somebody is blind, the person has to see. Very important. If somebody is broke, miracle money must come. Angels must come to work for things to fall in place. And do you know something? We are not experiencing the dimensions of God that there is in God. Let me be honest with you, Christians. And I want to say this and I talk to you that please. Christianity becoming very porous. Christianity is becoming very, very porous. I just talked, spoke about the believer's authority. The very amazing thing is that we have placed our value or authority in God and personality in Christ into certain things. And when you talk about Christianity, do you know what you want to be identified by? Fasting, prayer, warfare. Very important things. But can I tell you something? Somebody came to pray. And God said, this guy, I didn't see him. But I saw that humble man who came to say, I am a sinner, forgive me my sins. He came with sins. That I give my tax seven days, all the days of my life. I'm not like this Jewish man of Pharisee who is standing here. God said, I have more honor and respect for this man who said, God, forgive me my sins. Probably didn't we come with the time. Miracles are important. Blessings are important. But the truth of the matter is a true relationship with God gives you more authority than all of those things. I'm not talking to somebody. And I want to plead with you that, look, as far as you are not yet dead, you are still alive in this world, eh? you will need much authority to win much warfare. May God help us. May God help us. You see, I want to have a church, I want to have a people that uh, when we meet to pray, I can go. And even we've not raised prayer topic. We want to pray. We say, let us pray. We are praying just like that. Diseases can disappear. And it is possible. Are you with me? As we meet and we say, we pray. And we say, let us lift our voice and pray. And it's not that we don't know what we are about. But as we've lifted our voice. The Holy Spirit that ministers within us speaks to all of us. And when we lift up our voice, it's like something is working within us and we are sort of energized with the Holy Ghost because we are a people that sought after Christ. The man that sought after me. Oh, I want to ask a question. Who is, who am I, am I a follower? 
was it Peter who came one day and said, Lord, we've left everything and followed you. What is our reward? He said, nobody has followed me. And when the Lord said it, look, it is possible, it is easy to belong to a church, but it's not easy to belong to Christ. Give your feet and let's pray. Are you learning something? It is easy to belong to a church, but it is not easy to belong to Christ. I want to go out and preach the word. I want you to pray. See yourself as somebody who wants to have a relationship with the Lord. That everything that the Lord has promised you, you can have it. You can have it. And there's a desperate need. And in the last days, one thing that Lord is going to look for is those that are His. A lot of things you can think about. A lot of things. Just ask Him, Lord, am I truly following you? Am I truly following you? Am I truly following you in this relationship with you? I found myself in this ministry. I found myself belonging to it. For few days, I've had few things. Sorry, not for posting, but probably some some of the things I preach in this church, somebody has not preached them to you before. But I'm pleading with you, it's not for self-gratification. But it's to just remind you that beside everything, heaven is important as well. Is the Lord happy with you? Think about it. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. The Lord is still asking and still saying, follow me. Or we all think we are following him. And it's like we are sitting in a crowd and the Lord is saying, who is that saying that he's following me? None of you is following me. Just keep imagining that. And ask, if you want to say certain things, it will sound some way. Lord, prepare me to be sanctuary, pure and holy, dry the truth, with and giving, I'll be a such a worry for you I'll be a Sharing too much deep bones with some people. Can I say Sometimes it's possible that one year a Christian has up to a point. 
prayer up to a certain point is not that necessary to keep the relationship. But you, you have to pray because you feel you have to talk to your father. But most of the time, the problem with us Christians with our prayer life is that we have made all our prayer life accent, 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 accent. And we think we are creating a relationship. We don't pray because we want to ask. We pray because we want to talk to our father. Do you understand me? Because prayer is communication. I'm not talking about prayer. But I'm saying that when you are truly following him, at a point you get to, look, one day they went to Jesus and they said, why is it that your disciples are not fast? He said, how can the bride chamber live with his children? And they'll be faster. But there will come a time that he'll be taking them with them. Then they'll be faster. And the Lord help us. I pray in the name of Jesus that you who remain under my feet, I will not throw dust onto your eyes. I will not mislead you as God who grace me strength. And none of my people that will work with me in this team will mislead you. We will search after the truth and will share the truth with you. And if you endeavor to follow it, not only in this earth, that you have miracles received, you have peace, only in this earth, but also in this earth and eternal, that your life will be a true reflection of what God has promised. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as you truly, truly decide to be a follower of Christ, every promise of the Lord shall fill your heart and shall fill your home and the Lord shall attend to your cause and shall meet you at every point of your need all the days of your life that as the Lord, you are his follower, he's a shepherd and he's a shield. He watch over your home. He watch over your dwelling place. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That the Lord shall stand with you all the days of your life. If the plan for you to get destroyed on your way, they shall prosper. The Lord shall lift you. May every tongue and every voice that rise up to, de to destroy you, may they not be succeed. May they not succeed. Accusations, things, we did not succeed in the name of Jesus. Search the Lord. Follow him. Deny some things. Discipline. Sacrifice. Self-denial. A whole lot. And I tell you, the Lord is going to be your portion. I found him and I made a decision. I sought him and I've made a decision. I want to plead with you. We are not in a fanfare, but we are on a course to go to a place. Some of us are serving God only for today. You are not serving Him for tomorrow. I'm serving Him for today and tomorrow. That in my half life, I have it more abundantly, He said. The Lord bless you this evening. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord.